0: God is so good. God is so good. Welcome. If you join us here in person, welcome. If you join us here online, so good to be in the house of God. And we're into this series called Made for More. We were made for more. Before we continue, bow your heads, close our eyes. Let's commit this time in the word with God. Father, we thank you for the word of God that has power, power to change lives. It has power to move your, when we pray, Lord, uh, we can move your hand through prayer. And today we pray the blessing of God over this message that we hear. Help us to hear this message and, and, and to believe it, to receive it, and to put it into action into our lives so that it produces the tremendous results of your word. It never comes back void. So thank you for the living word of God this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God created us to be a people who are special, unique, on living on this earth that are different from all the other peoples on earth. And as you read the Old Testament, the history of the Old Testament people, you realize that God says time and time again, You're my people, you're special people, you're called out people, you're Ecclesia. You know, so we are a people and we're living in these times. And in these times. Like in the times of old, even more than now, now more than ever, we need to be uh, living in, identified by, involved in, operating in, and I could use a whole bunch more adjectives through basically three things I feel like the Holy Spirit is bringing to the forefront to us as a church today, as a part of the local of the, as a local church. And that first thing is that we need to be a people of prayer, just like we did, and we need to people who stand up together in a corporate agreement to pray for israel for our land for situations for a family but we need to be a people involved in corporate prayer we need the people who use the two or three prayer in agreement that has the power to release heaven to earth remember that matthew 18 two or three just agreeing in unity it's the small group prayer that's so powerful Listen, pray, listen praying people are a powerful people praying is not just something you you do Praying is something you are. Praying is a relationship with Almighty God. You cannot be a believer in Christ without having a prayer relationship. Start talking to God. Start telling Him what's on your heart. Tell Him your problems. And then spend the time to try to hear what He wants to say back to you because He wants to speak back to you into your heart and into your spirit. Amen? We need to be a people of prayer. Second thing, we need to be a people of faith who are constantly in the Word of God, every day in the Word of God. Because faith comes by hearing the message, the message is through, through the Word of God. Sometimes we need to take in a little bit of Word, sometimes we need to take in large volumes. We need to feast on the Word of God. The Word of God feeds your spirit, it enlarges your in, in, inside. And that's why um, it's so important. We need the people who are getting... Uh, the word in us, and we are also to be a people who are getting the word out of us by declaring the promises of God's word. We need to be a people of faith who declare God's promises over our, over our lives, our children, our families, our our country, our jobs. You know, we need to be declaring God's powerful word, his will, his word, into every situation of life, and he gave us the power to do that through our voice and our word. Amen? and and be a people who are believing for the miracles of God right here right now today amen and number 3 a people of prayer a people of faith number 3 a people who praise a people who praise we need to be a people who are constantly engaged in God with prayer and worship prayer and worship thanksgiving to God we were made for praise say with me we were made for praise. You were made for praise. Every one of us was made for praise. Now, I'm going to today I'm going to take you to the book of Ezekiel in the Old Testament. Ezekiel was a prophet. Now, when you read the Bible, sometimes you have to understand the setting in, in, in which it is being in which it was written and in which it is being spoken. Now, as we read in Ezekiel Ezekiel chapter 28, the prophet Ezekiel is talking about this king of Tyre, king of Tyre, but he's actually talking about Lucifer, in other words, Satan. Ezekiel 28, verse 11, moreover, the word of the Lord came to me saying, son of man, take up a lamentation for the king of Tyre and say to him, thus says the Lord God. You were the seal of perfection, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. You were in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was your covering, the sardius, topaz, and diamond, beryl, onyx, and jasper, sapphire, turquoise, and emerald with gold. The workmanship of your timbrels and pipes was prepared for you on the day you were created you were the anointed cherub who covers i established you you were on the holy mountain of god you walked back and forth in the midst of fiery stones you were perfect in your ways from the day you were created till iniquity was found in you you became Filled with violence within, and you sinned. Therefore, I cast you as a profane thing out of the mountain of God, and I destroyed you, O covering cherub, from the midst of the fiery stones. You know, it is astounding that Lucifer was created by God for his divine purpose and that purpose was to give praise and worship and glory unto God. For centuries Lucifer led heaven into worship and when he led worship the cloud of God's presence and glory would fill the temple and then the multitude. Of heaven's creatures, the angels, thousands upon thousands of angels, and every living creature would cry out, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord! Holy is the Lord! You know what Lucifer means? The bearer of light. Lucifer means light bearer, and the Bible tells us here he was exquisite in beauty, he was perfect. In his beauty. He was not ugly. He was no ugly being. He was beautiful. And he had these stones that were embedded. And not just embedded. Literally covered his body. Multitudes of these these incredible colored stones. And when he worshipped. When he worshipped this light of the glory of God would come in and literally shoot right through and reflect through all these incredible stonework on his body. And it would release kind of like this kaleidoscope of brilliant, incredible colors. Colors that we, you and I, have never, ever seen before. And it would fill the temple. And it would release this incredible 3D rainbow that would surround the throne room room of God giving Him glory. Lucifer had a powerful, powerful ministry. And he was he was gifted for that ministry. He had string, he had instruments literally within his body. He had stringed instruments. He had percussion instruments. He had wind instruments in his body. You know, they say no wonder the enemy has uses music and arts and entertainment today. No wonder. We see how much influence that Satan has on music and the corruption of the music that we hear today. One of the devil's strongest tools is to corrupt and influence the lost and pull them away through from God by placing strong holds on them via his music. The devil wasn't always the devil. He was a created being having all these incredible gifts. He was one of the three archangels. There's not, a hundred, not hundreds of archangels. There's only three. Gabriel, Michael, and there was, then there was Lucifer. And he was called the anointed cherub. Do you know what that word cherub means? Singer. The anointed cherub of praise. Anointed cherub singer of praise. And he was created to praise and to worship God and to bring glory to him but there came a day when the when the devil decided he chose and he, and he made a decision he chose to be the devil he rebelled and he was cast out of heaven and he was cast out of heaven he took a bunch of angels with him from the from the from the the first heaven which is throne room of God down to the third heaven which is the heaven or the firmament over this earth. And now, let me say this, the devil wants your praise. He wants your praise. Here's why. Because he knows that now, that you and I, we are the praise givers. And he knows the power of your praise. The power of your praise. We need to realize how absolutely vital Worship and praise is when we give praise and worship. In the Old Testament, the high priest, if you read Exodus chapter 38, it's all about Aaron and the priests and all of what the high priest would have to wear, all the apparel. And he was equipped with a lot of stuff, this incredible robe. And, but one thing that he on, had on that was very really special Was this on this right over his chest? As he wore this over this this breastplate of colored stones, colored stones, and the high priest. This is and the high priest wore this, and only once a year he was allowed to go into the holy of holies, and he had to have this breastplate plate on with these different multicolored stones. Now I know these multi. There's 12 stones on that breastplate. Each one represented all of God's people, the 12 tribes of Israel. But it was more than that. When he went to the Holy of Holies, and he stood before the Ark of God's Covenant, between the wings of the cherubim, and when that, and once a year on Yom Kippur, which has just passed, the presence of God would show up between the wings of the cherubim, the glory of God. And the glory of God would hit that blessed bridge. And all those brought that brilliant sense of the light and the presence of God that fill up the room. Listen, listen. This, this, we need to realize this. You and I, you and I today, we are the priests of God standing before His presence today. You and I, we are the priests. When we sing, when we worship, when we give thanks to God, giving him glory and honor, we are taking on this ministry. We are taking on the high calling. We are literally taking the place of the high priest. You realize that? John 8, Jesus said, He whom the Son sets free, finish it. Is what? Is free indeed. Is free indeed. We are liberated for a purpose. He did not just save you just to save you. There's more. First Peter chapter two verse nine, not one, verse nine. King James Version says But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that you ye, ye shoo, should that you show forth the other verses say that you proclaim, that you declare the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Question, who is he talking to? He's talking to us. He's talking to people who have been washed, cleansed, and saved by the blood blood of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. And he's saying, here's why you are a chosen people. Here's why you are a royal priesthood. Here's why you are a holy nation. Here's why you, you are a peculiar people. Because He has called, He has created you to be the ones who would show forth the praises of God who has called you out of darkness into His marvelous light to the world. Amen? He's saying, you you know, this is not a figure of speech. You are the light bearer. It's not a figure of speech. He's saying, it is for this one purpose for which you have been saved. Can you see that in that scripture? That whoever you are as a believer, that whatever you do with your life, that you will give him for your praise and your worship. Praise is such a big part of our purpose. The first thing we need to be learn how to do after we're born again into the kingdom of God is to praise and to thank Him for it. Amen? We are raised to praise. He raised us from death to life to worship Him. And I can't get more excited about that. Psalm, Psalm 150. <clears throat> praise the Lord. Praise God in this sanctuary. Praise Him in His mighty firmament. Praise Him for His mighty acts. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. Praise Him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise Him with the lute and lute and harp. Praise Him with the timbrel and dance. Praise Him with stringed instruments and flutes. Praise Him with loud cymbals. Praise Him with clashing cymbals. Let everything have, that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen? Yeah. Praise the Lord. <laughs> In Genesis chapter 2, the Bible says God breathed His breath into man, and He became a living being. In John chapter 20, verse 20, it says that Jesus went to His disciples... And he breathed on his disciples. And he said, receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the breath of my spirit. Here in Psalm 150, it says that, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Amen? Amen? Now, if you don't have the breath in your soul, you will just sit there. But if you have the breath of God, if you really have the breath of God, what are you going to do? You are going to praise Him. You have to praise Him. You are obligated to praise Him. You should want to praise Him. Amen? And everything that has breath, praise the Lord. Listen, we were liberated to love Him and to express Him through worship and praise You belong to God. You belong to God. Your lips belong to God. Your voice belongs to God. Your hands belong to God. Your feet belong to God. You know, all of you belong to God. Amen? You know, and it's time, I think, it's time, you, you need to decide. I am going to praise Him. I am going to shake the shackles off my hands, my arms, and my feet. And I'm going to worship Him. Amen? Amen? BBA. BBA. Before you were born again. Before you were born at BBA. Before you were born again, you used to dance. In fact, some of you used to dance like crazy before you were born again. Right? You used to! But now you can stand there like a wooden Indian. You know? Every Sunday morning. Right? Listen, every Sunday morning, God deserves our worship. Every Sunday morning, He deserves a standing ovation. Amen? You know. We were created to we were created to worship Him every Sunday. You know what I say? It's time to get crazy for Jesus. It's time to get crazy in love for Him. He deserves our highest. Praise. Amen. I want to say this. Never be ashamed. Never apologize for giving God the praise and worship that He deserves. Never do that. Amen? That's what you're called to do. Question. Have you been liberated from hell and death? Come on. Lift your hand. Have you been liberated from hell and death? Amen. Amen? Have you been liberated from the fear from 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 the from the freedom of guilt of sin? Have you been? Right? Well, then give him, for the, him praise for your freedom. Give Him the praise for your freedom. Right? Your praise is the sound of your freedom. Your praise is the sound of your freedom. Amen? Praise helps you to break free. And not only break free, to stay free. Do you remember Paul and Silas in Acts chapter 16? In the prison, in the worst possible prison, impossible to give up, shackled hands and feet for God's, for God's, all the doors are locked, and then God shows up in power. What were they doing? They were praising God. And it literally busts open the prison doors, unlocks you. And, you know what? and it unlocked every other door around them too as well. It even unlocked the doors in, the, in other people's lives who are in prison. Your freedom can unlock, you're the key. You can unlock, be the one to even unlock other prison doors in people's lives. Amen? Praise is so powerful. Praise is so powerful. You were redeemed to rejoice. You know what? You were delivered to dance. You were set free to sing. Amen? You are called to be a worshiper. You know, I thought about this message. And I heard something. I sat where we I sat with some pa- our pastor friends, Richard and Margaret. And, and Margaret said this thing, said this. Many Christians live by autopilot with God. As soon as she said that, something struck my spirit. And I wrote this down. Many Christians live on, by autopilot with God. Just getting along, week after week, month after year, month, year after year. No changes. Same old, same old. You know why that is? Because most Christians are living under an orphan spirit. An orphan spirit. Instead of living as orphans, rather than living as royal sons and daughters of the king. Living in and under the privileges, the promises, and the provision, and the blessings and the favor of the king of kings. And Lord of Lords. Amen? Question, what breaks? What breaks? What breaks that orphan spirit? You know what breaks it? Intimacy. Intimacy. Intimacy breaks us out of, the, of, of autopilot Christianity. And what helps create intimacy? Praise, thanksgiving, and worship unto the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Worship, worship, and praise is an act of intimacy. Intimacy helps heal the orphan spirit and makes us come alive. You know when I was born again, I'm not going to tell you how long ago that was now when I was born again, I was raised in a church that knew the praise of God. I want my children, I want my kids, my grandkids, to grow up in a church that's filled with praise and worship. You no, know, that allows Holy Spirit to move. It is my desire, is my desire for my children and my grandchildren to be raised in a church that's alive where Holy Spirit is moving, where there are salvations, there are baptisms, there are deliverance from, from demons and from addictions, and there, where there are healings, there are signs and wonders, and where there's an awesome, holy presence of God. Amen? That's the church I want. That's the church that Jesus wants to build in these times. Amen? You know, I often, um, when the kids, when we had all these little kids, all you know, when they were not in the classes, I see these little kids, our, our kids, and they were just, they're basically toddlers. And when the music started, they started to move. And they started to dance. And they even started to sing. Amen? Here's what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 18. Jesus called a little child to him and placed the child among them. And then he said to them, Truly I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. You've got to change. Listen, we are all God's children. And there are times in our services when we do nothing but pay our full attention on him. And we just lift him up. Amen? All right, you know... I'm old school. I got to admit, in many ways, I'm old school, and I don't ever want to not be old school. I listen to some old songs. You know, like, here's this old song. I don't know if anybody's going to recognize this. Maybe some. It's called Lift Him Up. Lift Him Up. Remember that song? Some of us do. It goes this way. I'm going to try to sing this, but please forgive me. Don't stone me or throw. <coughs> it's called Lift Him Up. Lift Him Up. Lift him up, lift the name of Jesus higher. Lift him up, raise his banner to the sky. He said, if we don't lift him up, if we don't praise his name, then the rocks and stones will cry out. Lift him up, all ye peoples, lift him up. Come on, let's lift him up. Amen? Let's lift him up. Listen to the scripture. Listen to the scripture, Psalm eight, verse two. Through the praise of who, children and who, you know when your, ba- you know, your baby's just go, you know, talking baby talk. He or she's worshiping. He's worshiping through. What does it say? Through the praise of children and infants you've established a stronghold against your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. Wow! Wow, wow! Children are worshippers. They're weapons of God with, the word, with praise coming out of their lips. Do you see that? Well, you know, is there any wonder we got praise and worship happening for the kids? Right? Because we're training, we're teaching our children to be warriors and to be strong. Their praise can literally repel darkness and the enemy. Amen? It keeps them free. We need to be worshipers. You know, whether you're from the youngest of the young to the oldest of the old, you're called to worship Him. And don't ever be ashamed. Don't ever be, you know, embarrassed that you're a worshiper. Just give it all you got. Because when you get to heaven, if you're standing there with, with, uh, with your hands by yourself he might just throw you no, just kidding no, just totally no, you know we're all at different places in worship and I realize we come from different backgrounds and you know, And I'm really fortunate that I was built in a house of worship and praise so I have an advantage on you I have no problems lifting my hands and singing when nobody else is doing it I'll do it because it's not about me, it's all about him and if I'm focused on Him, I can't help but worship Him. Amen? Worship him is an expression of your faith and your love in Jesus. Don't ever be ashamed of that. Break out of where you are. If you're in an ice cube, if you're like an ice cube in a such, that the heat of the Holy Spirit turn you, know, turn you on. Amen? Anyway, be a worshiper. Be a worshiper. I want to finish. What time do we have here? Just before my computer conks up. I'll give you this real quick, okay? So David in Psalm 103, he said, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. And then he goes on, and he adds these words, And forget not all his benefits. Five miniature benefits we should never, ever forget. Notice them in that scripture. Verse, first thing, first of all, he forgives all your iniquities. forgives all your iniquities. Stop Think about that. Ever thought of what your life would be like if you cons- confessed a sin to God and then God came back to you and said this, you've gone too far. No more forgiveness for you. What would it be like? Think back last week, last month. How many times you repented for a sin? Think of what your life would be like now if God, if the Lord said no, no forgiveness. What if he had not forgiven you? First thing, he forgives all your sins. Second, then he says he heals all your diseases. How many were sick this year? How many you have been sick, right? Some of you were really sick. I was really sick a couple of weeks ago. You know, listen, doctors and physicians, specialists, they cannot, they can diagnose your disease. They can see that's the cause, but they cannot heal, heal you. Only God can heal you. He heals you. Now David says he heals all, all my diseases. So is it just the diseases of the body? No, it's more than that. Who is, who is David talking to? He's talking to his soul. He's talking to his, bless the Lord, oh my soul. So he's also talking about the dis diseases of your soul, your inner diseases. Hatred anger, rage, malice, strife, stubbornness, bitterness, unforgiveness, feelings of a revenge. David says, he's healed me of all of that in my life. Number third thing. Verse three, he redeems your life in the pit. pit you know what a pit means? To be in a, in, a ru- in a place of ruin, destruction, or corruption. He redeemed us from hell and death. Shield the pit. And David is saying... Never forget the pit from which you've been saved from. Amen? Number four, he crowns you with steadfast love and mercy. When you ask Jesus, Jesus Christ to be your Savior, you become a member of his royal family. And he puts a crown on you. You know what it's called? Loving, compassion, and kindness. You're You're a child of the king. You're a king's kid. And you're literally wearing this crown that he puts upon you. It's called love and compassion and mercy. And I tell you, you, forget, you may forget everything else, you know, this thanksgiving, but don't ever forget what God has done for you in that respect. And now the last one, in verse 5, he satisfies your years with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. What he's saying is that what God provides is so good, so satisfying, so priceless, so what money cannot buy. That it will, even though your outer body is wasting away, your inner spirit is being renewed like an eagle. You've got life. You no know, life, you, this is the main part of you. Your spirit is the main part of you. That's the, that's the part you want to be the most healthiest. Amen? You know, you look at all these benefits, all these benefits, they're all wrapped up in God's Son Jesus. They all flow through Jesus Christ. Amen? All flow through Jesus. Literally, you look at this list and you think, What else could God have given us through Jesus Christ? God literally held nothing back. Amen? You know, thank God for Jesus, from whom all blessings flow. Amen? God literally demonstrated, amen, His love for us on the cross. The cross is a sign of victory for every single day of our life. Amen? And and so and so the question So the question: What is our attitude to what God has done for us? What do we do? We praise and we worship.